We're going to get cracking in a moment, but before we do, this is an important announcement. The information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not take into account your personal situation. We don't guarantee the quality of the wine or the banter contained in this content. You should consider whether the information is appropriate for your needs and your daily intake. And where appropriate, seek professional advice from a financial advisor, accountant, bottle shop assistant, or relevant qualified professional. Matters referred to in this podcast are of general nature only and for those of drinking age and should not be relied upon in place of appropriate personal advice or the odd glass of wine on a Friday. To make sure you get the most out of wealth, wine and wisdom, folks, please follow the house rules. Don't be a wallflower. Get involved in the chat. We love to have some questions, feedback and a little bit of commentary along the way. You give us energy. We'll have a good time. Make sure you pour yourself a glass of something wet to wet the whistle. Make sure you get the banter flowing as well. Doesn't matter what you're drinking, whether it's wine, our favourite, beer, coffee, maybe it's a cup of tea, water or even juice. Keep that good energy flowing, folks. There's some house rules. If you don't put your name down, we don't know who you are, you're not coming in. Don't spam or advertise. This is our little game of cricket. This is all about debriefing the week, folks. What's going on out there in the world and hopefully get you some sanity, maybe a bit of a chuckle at the end of the week so we can all be on the same page and keep moving forward. Make sure you respect your fellow patrons because we don't let any old muck in this place. And most of all, have some fun and enjoy this episode of Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. <laughs> Yay! Oh, we made it back, Fenton. We're back. We're back. We're back, Mortimer. We're back. We're, we're back. We're back. Who uh, who can guess where that quote came from? Uh, uh, we're back, Mortimer. One of our favourite <laughs> uh, old time shows. See who who out there listening today is uh, as old as us. Oh, there uh, you go. <laughs> good to see you, mate. Uh, mate, great to see you. A few people already on, and uh, a few cheeky comments coming through. Jeff, good to see you, mate. He's uh, broken down, so making the most of it while he's uh, sitting around. Uh, Julie, back at you. He is a very cheeky boy. Yeah. (laughs) Got a few of the uh, early crew here. Alison, great to see you. Uh, Welcome along, folks. Uh, We haven't been around for a while. Fenton's Fenton's been uh, busy. I've been busy. It's been difficult to coordinate, Um, but uh, we're back. And uh, we're going to try and get our mojo on. Gabriel, good to see you. Thanks for joining us. Great to have uh, the early birds here. We've got Beck as well. Fantastic. Mate, why don't we do the uh, good old intros from back in the day? Uh, why have we ended up here? What's this wealth, wine and wisdom about, folks? Well, many, many moons ago, Fenton, what happened? Before, well, well, well before this was great, uh, we got together and I, I was just reflecting uh, today because somebody gave me a, a point-to-point return of a portfolio from uh, 2019 to today and I was like, holy shit, was it, was it really only 2019? It was, it, was it actually, and it sort of, was it that close but was it that long ago? Uh, where Witten and I, uh, as we went into the middle of the or the beginning of the COVID crisis, we decided to share our combined knowledge and and, uh, and debrief the week in uh, uh, with all of you guys so that everyone could listen in to, to how we were making sense of all the bullshit that was out there and uh, yep. the, the legislation that was dropping. It was really, really challenging and uh, difficult times to find the right information. So we started trying to help everybody out there make better decisions in business, in property, in investing, 
uh, and make sense of the mayhem out there. And uh, we've kind of enjoyed it along the way and we've kept doing it with the hope that uh, each week we can make a bit more sense of uh, what's going on out in the world of property, investing, business, finance, politics, and uh, and also, uh, you know, enjoy a nice glass of wine with all of you on a glass Friday. Well, uh, Rose, we've missed you too. Mate, uh, thanks for the <laughs> shout-out. <laughs> a good excuse to have a good glass of wine with good friends. And uh, our first initial uh, iteration was called Drunken Disorderly, uh, but uh, we, we upgraded that to Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. So uh, great to have everyone here tonight. Um, and... Um, you know, from this, Fenton, too, um, just a few of you, uh, we've got um, Julie on, who's uh, uh, part of our new um, program that we launched for business owners um, that, uh, you know, the exit plan uh, is sort of grown from uh, our banter and our conversations about helping people in your world, the world of uh, your background anyway, sort of banking and, and financial planning and finance and my world in the world of real estate. And uh, certainly both of us in business together as well, trying to help business owners navigate, trying to help property investors navigate, trying to help people who, you know, want to uh, get ahead of the, the moves that the government are making. So there you go. So uh, right. I, I was just yeah. reflecting on that uh, the other night when I was, I was in hospital with the little man, Leo. He's all well now, but uh, he's been very, very sick, but he's back on the mend. But as I was sitting in, in hospital, just sort of reflecting on different things uh, while he was asleep, I was like, actually, yeah, the, the the exit plan is the extension of wealth, wine, and wisdom for business owners, and and uh, so really taking something that's been uh, really a philanthropic, if you could call it that, effort uh, to <laughs> maybe not giving money to charity, but trying to give good information to the world, and uh, and sort of now turned that into you know the exit plan, which is uh, well underway now, and we came to you guys live from the exit plan. Uh, Two weeks ago, so Just that was day. yeah, yeah, one of our second events where we help business owners navigate the complex world of tax, finance, accounting, managing their team, um, investing the the full nine yards, and it's been a bit of a trip because uh, in my world we tend not to know too much about property, and what I've learned through hanging out with Witten uh, <laughs> is that there's not too many people more knowledgeable than this bloke when it comes to real estate, especially in Australia, and uh, mate, sort of uh, really. I saw some of the results actually, uh, and maybe we'll start here. This this isn't a gloating uh, uh, platform, although it should be. <laughs> Keep his license. Oh, yeah, that's true, Alison. And uh, but you know, in the beginning of COVID, where and this is a classic example of information, the right information, not sensationalist information. And we'll get into the core content soon, which is all about what's been happening in the news and uh, and what you should know. And uh, we're going to decamp the week in a moment, but yeah. Uh, in the middle of the pandemic or at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was running around saying that the world's going to end and uh, and we were finding all of the information that sort of said that we might be had a few of these things happen over the last 10,000 years, um, you know, does that drive people out of cities and, and all of that sort of jazz? Well, Witten doubled down on property at that point in time and I saw some of the results of it and uh, it's been quite astounding, mate. I think uh, we've, we've seen... 700s turn into 1.1s we've seen 1.1s turn into 1.5s and we've seen 1.2s turn into 1.8s it's yeah uh, they couldn't have got it much wrong uh, much more wrong i'd love to be able to get some of the headlines <laughs> from uh from three years ago and be able to just compare what was said 
to what what actually is. Uh, and for those of you who are really keen, you can go back and listen to the podcast, World Wine and Wisdom, and hear what <laughs> we were saying back then to make sure that we're not lying. But, uh, mate, pretty, pretty, pretty incredible some of the results that you've been getting for you and your team uh, based on them having the, the, the guts to go in when the rest of the world was a little bit scared. Well, uh, certainly uh, we've got... Um... Uh, a couple on on today who've received some pretty good results in that sort of space as well. So, you know, uh, it's one of those things, mate. And folks listening in, you know, uh, at the end of the day, you got to be, you know, really cognizant of who you're listening to and why they're saying the things that they're saying. And that's what Wealth Finders Wisdom is all about. Andy, mate, oh. um, as we go, Deb's here as, as well. There's Deb. Hello, Deb. Good to see you, mate. And, um, we're uh, we're uh, up and at it, and um, yeah. Well, let's get into it, mate. We uh, let's mate, have a bit of a about? bit of a chat. We've got lots to talk about, folks. Uh, the first little uh, the first little part of what we do is decant the week. It's it's kind of the uh, upgraded version of what's in the news. So uh, let's kick it off. Uh, let's have a go straight after this. Hang on. Well, what's going on, mate? Uh, I'll, I might kick off today and then... I was going to uh, rock, paper, scissors you for it, but, oh, well, uh, but mate, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should have, but uh, I'll be quick, I'll be fast, probably b- back, uh, you know, uh, back at you with your conversation. You know, the, uh, uh, you know, there was talk about the, you know, the collapse of the property market in the early days of COVID and, and uh, it didn't make any sense that, you know, that would be the case. Uh, you know, of recent times, interest rates have gone up, slowed the market down, that's for sure. Growth in the market after, you know, 30% plus in some areas in a short period of time, growth uh, uh, certainly slowed down the growth and, and regressed some markets on, on average, not every individual property, by the way. However, if you look here, Andy and folks dialing in, you know, the, the tide has turned even uh, in the midst of um, continuous interest rate rises, uh, the the property market uh, is moving ever so ever so strongly forward when it comes to growth. Andy, fifteen year, fifteen year, fifteen month high in the auction clearance. So in the middle of like the you know the biggest boom fifteen months ago, we're actually now uh, you know as of today. Uh, at a 15-month high for auction clearance rates. Like, it's, incredible. it's incredible. And, you know, the problem, the challenge is, folks, um, it's it's kind of like, you know, it's the market's getting a lift because the supply chain is so knackered. You guys have heard me talk about this one. But, Andy, this one's a pretty interesting for one. For those of you, like, whack it in the chat, start to engage with us. Uh, why do you think that the supply chain's buggered? Just whack it in there while Jason waxes lyrically. <laughs> Everyone from Positive should know this one, I tell you. Like, all the Positive crew uh, should uh, should be all over this like a like a rat, a, rat up a drain pipe. But, um, listen, um, there's some pretty interesting things afoot, Andy. The median price is moving, but the, it's a bit misleading, right? It's a bit misleading because... In the big cities, the actual yeah, well, politicians have have, have uh, ruined some of our um, supply chain, and it, that, like you guys have heard me say ad nauseum, it actually started before COVID, uh, and they're still at it now. We'll talk about that a bit later. But Andy, folks listening in, uh, what's moving the needle 
in these um, median house prices of, of recent months is actually, if you have a look at Melbourne, let's have a look at Melbourne and Sydney, the 75th percentile, which means, folks, the most expensive properties, right, the flight to quality properties, quality properties people are arguing over. People with money, Andy, uh, I did this uh, the other night at Mentoring, 25% of all property purchases in the last 12 months have been bought in cash, zero mortgage, 25% on the eastern seaboard of Australia. Okay. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's insane. It's unbelievable. The, That's a lot of drug money. Mate, it's well, there you go. Maybe, maybe everyone was, uh, maybe everyone was even <laughs> drugs in, in the middle of COVID, right? So there's more cash around than you, than you could possibly know what to do with right now. And um, like for us, we're like, well, where, where is it? You know, our interest rates are going up. Um, but, you know, the wealthy got extremely wealthy. Uh, and those with money are buying good quality properties, Andy, and there's not much around. And it's actually moving the needle. The bottom end is not moving the needle. It's the upper end moving the needle. Uh, and we're seeing it as well. You know, between the sort of six hundred dollars to $900,000 buying markets, really slow go. Um, uh, but, you know, the purchasing power over and above, you know, a million to two million has been strong, folks, uh, in the market. And uh, I did a little bit on, on my Wealth Coffee Chats this morning, Andy, um, on this one as well, that, um, you know, the, in 2021 and to the end of 22, uh, the number of $2 million purchases on the eastern seaboard of Australia rose from the highest that's ever been, which was 21,000 in 2019, $2 million purchases, just have a guess, Andy. Anyone uh, listening online, have a guess. 21,000 purchases over $2 million residential, right? And then, then in, in 20, uh, that was in 2020. In 2021 and 2022, almost the same numbers. What were the numbers? From 21,000 to what, what number? How many thousand? Chuck it in the chat if you think you got the number or you were listening to my Wealth Coffee Chat this morning. I'm going to say I'm going to reckon it's I reckon it's going to be on the back of uh, more recent uh, oh, migration, but uh, I'm going to I'm going to maybe whack it in at a factor of three there, mate. I'm going to lock in sixty thousand, Eddie. Mate, uh, it? You, you lock it in, Eddie. Jules was absolutely bullish, but Jules, I reckon, I reckon is coming. Uh, Andy, it was sixty thousand. Two years in a row, sixty-one and then sixty-six thousand. Yeah, just, just as an FYI, I didn't watch Wealth Coffee Chats this morning. <laughs> so that, but it, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Well, because all I did is I took the three hundred thousand people that had that had been here and basically said, well, twenty percent of them are probably going to be buying a home when they get here. So, you know, that number could have been anywhere between Julie's and mine. You know, a hundred yeah. to sixty to hundred. I actually was thinking I was lowballing it a little bit. Well, and uh, Venton's a psychic, Jules reckons. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, uh, I think it's only the start. And, Jules, I reckon your number is going to be the number for the coming years. Um, you know, Andy, there's a lot of people migrating to Australia. They're coming with money. Um, and, um, you know, some pretty significant things going on when it comes to, you know, the world of, of property. Um and uh, supply. So, you know, that's what's in the news 
folks right now. I mean, obviously, um, the you know the elephant in the room, Andy, is interest rates uh, went up again. The general consensus is the budget was inflationary, um, and you know both you and I agree with that. Like fucking no brainer. Like well, let's give more money away that we don't fucking need. Um, and um, so uh, the reaction was, you know, our good mate. Um, how good, mate, here. Where'd he go? There he is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's the new, I reckon it's the new slogan, mate. Uh, it's uh, what happened to Australia and the, the interest rates. It was Lowe's fault. It was Lowe's fault, yeah. Yeah, the old, uh, yeah, the old government's chucking old mate under the bus, you know. Bill Lowe's like, well, come on, like, stop giving free money away. No one needs it. No one needs it, you know. <laughs> Could I dovetail on this? And because this is a little bit of what what was in the news for me. And, yes. And you, over you to just, you, mate. Over to you. What's in the news? Chuck, we'll bounce back. Yeah. Have a look at this peanut. Like, have a look at this absolute <laughs> muppet. I couldn't believe it when I read these headlines. SA Treasurer Stephen uh, Mulligan. Is that, it? is that how you pronounce it? Mulligan? Isn't that? Doesn't that mean do over in golf? Isn't that? I, I need a do over. It's just not a good name, is it? The, the Mulligan. old Mulligan. The old Mulligan. <laughs> he's desperately hoping the RBA won't lift rates again because household capacity um, is severely stretched. So what does he do? He goes, he well, for first home buys, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna scrap, I'm gonna scrap the taxes on there. This yeah. is another one. First uh, home buyers purchasing their first home uh, up to six hundred and fifty thousand are the big winners in South Australia. Um, they won't be paying stamp duty twenty nine thousand dollars. The winners and losers in the SA budget. Now, for those well, of you who don't well, kind of get fifteen thousand dollars of free cash on top of that, you're talking forty five grand. Like so, what, <laughs> what's the inflation pressure that's going to do? Right on a six hundred thousand dollar property, you're going to give thirty thousand dollar benefit. Right, that that's basically a five percent inflationary um, figure, right? So inflationary move, and so you yep. said in here the state the state budget attempts to get more buyers into the property market. Stamp duty will be scrapped. These guys should pass a fucking test, Jace. <laughs> they should have to pass an exam before they're well, politicians. Well, you got to get because- licensed to uh, you got to get licensed to um, own a dog. But you don't need a license or a de- or a degree to be a politician. Like I'm seriously, flabbergasted. Like he literally <laughs> said those two things in the same press release. Uh, well, I hope the RBA doesn't raise interest rates. I've just made housing more affordable to try and get more people to buy. It's like, hang on, when when Mister McNaughton was delivering economics at school, this bloke was clearly smoking cones out the back allegedly <laughs> allegedly i'm just joking he wasn't i, I would never say that well i um, mean you know a, a very similar thing happened in new south wales andy when you know they're saying like all right we've, we've got we're going to do um uh, a certain uh, a certain incentive to a certain price point um in new south wales i think it was uh, a million bucks or something like, like and i'd i'd quickly find it um so again, what happened to all of the properties that were around the eight or nine hundred thousand dollars, right? They just went up, right? This what's gonna happen in Adelaide, you watch. The median house price in Adelaide magically will go from five fifty to six fifty, right? Because everyone's like, Oh fuck them, the first home buyers are gonna pay no stamp duty. Boom. Um it, it's it's, it's it's stupid. It's stupid, right? You know, you don't need <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You don't need financial acumen to be the treasurer. Well, there you go. Well, 
Uh, I'd be interested. You know what? I'd be interested to know if if actually they did have any any uh, <laughs> any oh, qualifications man. to be there. But you're right, Andy. Like that sort of stuff is not doing us any favors. It 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 pushes the prices of real estate. And this is, you know, on one side, I'm a beneficiary of this with our clients, and you and I are too. Um, and on the other side, you're like it's it's sort of giving with one end, but in the end, it's kind of it's this kind of It'll it's get dangerous. taken away with something else, right? It's it's, it's not dangerous. normal. Yeah, it's not natural. It's not normal market sort of to you know it's it, it's not the right thing to do. And uh, yeah, anyway, yep, you're dead right. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think I think uh, Alice is talking about Polly's, not uh, not about us. Just, just, just. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and it, they're just grasping at straws. Let, let me tell you, because um, out and about in in the marketplace right now, mate. You know, we've got some, you know, some ludicrous ideas that uh, build to rent's going to help our supply problem. You know, no, in the world of real estate, it's not going to help it, folks. You know, but you know, we've got inflation issues, Andy, which. You know, we were hoping that we're going to be slowing down, but the government's still throwing money at stupid things. Uh, which is then inflationary. The RBA is going, well, fuck, you know, you're not making my job easy. You know, the only thing we've got to bash, you know, you see everything as a nail if, if all you've got is a hammer. So, you know, they're just putting the interest rates up. So by and large, folks, unfortunately, you know, I think for many of us, we're going to see maybe one or two more interest rate rises, Andy, is the general consensus. Out, out of expectations, and I've got, some slides are on stats of bond yields and things like that. If you want to go in later, but um, you, yeah, well, maybe not not just yet. But uh, if we want to get into some of the more technical side later, but um, yeah, I, I tend to agree. And just to be super super clear to everybody who's out there, low has one mechanism that he can use to help the economy, right? And it is uh, its interest rates. And he raises interest rates in order to get the economy back into the target band of, of inflation. Uh, and this is it, right? The target band of inflation is 2 to 3%. So yep. Lowe's job is to get the market back there, right? Um, now, is that coming up the right way for you, Jase? Yeah, I can see it. I think on your side, it, unless you, you've got to go in and sort of untick a mirroring, but it's mirroring for you. As long um, as it's all right for you. Yeah, I, we can see it. Um, so the target range, 2 to 3%, which is, you know, that's their job. Um, and all he has in order to be able to get the inflationary rate back there is to do this, which yeah. is to raise the cash rate. And he's, yeah. he's going to keep doing that. Um, he's going to keep doing that until such time that, uh, and I don't think you can see the end of that. I might, uh, I might pull my, my Zoom back a little bit. But until such time that you, um, but it's at 4% now, and he's going to keep raising interest rates until he can get this band of inflation back down to here. Right now, the the big issue, and let's be super super clear about this, is that if the government keep doing things that stimulate the economy and put more money into the economy and make times better, easier for us, right, then inflation will remain high and low will keep raising rates. Yeah. So yeah. Let, like, if there's one thing that I'd love everyone to take away from this is that low can only raise interest rates, but the government can do a hell of a lot more to manage uh, inflation, right? They, they've got policy, they've got wage policies, they've got um, 
mate. You know, tariffs, they, yeah, they, they've totally. got yeah. many different mechanisms and they're not using any of them. Any of them, as a, no. As a matter of fact, uh, just waxing a little bit lyrical on that uh, because I was trying to find this just as we came on board because I thought, buddy, I know where Jason's going with this. He's going to talk about <laughs> this. Um, but there's – here we go. So what do you reckon? Um what do you reckon one of the key themes? So this is an inflation slide, right? So uh, these, this is goods and services over this side, right? And so I've got insurance and financial services, education. Let's look at the big ones, health, uh, you know, food and alcoholic beverages. Um, so the, and the further over this side they are, the, the higher the price inflation, the more yeah. expensive this is becoming. So if we just take a look at the top three, right? These three here, um, and housing, just yeah, yeah, housing, uh, health, and education—all to do with the government's, you know. It's, oh, well, yeah, uh, the question was going to be, oh, what do these God. things have in common? <laughs> Did I just give it away? Yeah, yeah. what yeah. do these things have in common? They yeah. and and yeah. what don't these? Yeah, right. What don't these? These don't have government intervention in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? They don't. Yeah, and and yeah. the further you go down this inflation, and I broke it apart the other day. It's a little bit too complex. I'll figure out how to make it more simple so we can bring it in here. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, the 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 areas that have got the highest inflationary rates and and power and gas is one of them. Right, is the most government intervention has the highest level of uh, inflation and then it scales back down to the least government intervention has the least or is even negative inflation which means deflationary it's actually becoming cheaper <sighs> so uh, yeah the, you leave it alone the, the the real market i mean this happened in the gfc andy didn't it like when you know when governments got involved and they were like oh let's you know let's um you know you know chuck money at at banks that shouldn't be alive and stuff like that and, and it ended up being a disaster right you know so you know that sort of stuff is yeah, it's it's crazy, and it makes it, it makes it very very difficult actually to navigate, uh, you know, investing and things like that. If you want to look at fundamentals, and if you want to be the 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 um the chair of the Fed, because the chair of the Fed, unlike you and me, Jace, like we're allowed to look at fundamentals uh, and RBA or Fed. Sorry, RBA, uh, Reserve Bank of Australia, um. The difference between him and us, we can look at the fundamentals, right? But then we can make decisions to go against the fundamentals. We can say, well, that's what the numbers say, but these guys are going to do stupid things with economic policy. So we're going to bet on them being stupid. And well, we're almost right when we bet on that, right? But <laughs> yeah, it's a no brainer. <laughs> but, but Lowe doesn't have that capacity. He has yeah. to look at numbers that are in the past and he makes a decision purely based on those numbers to raise or to cut very, very little soft, you know, interpretation stuff that sits there. It's a very clear directive and it's very clearly based on uh, historic numbers. And uh, so, unfortunately, I reckon we will be in for a little bit more because the other side, look at Lowe, he's also not going to go out with uh, messing up, you know, messing up inflation for Australia because his his tenure may be up and... Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not going to want to walk out of there because as soon as he walks out of the RBA, mate, he loses the microphone. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah. mate, he, he won't be just under the bus. They'll be backing over him. They'll be running back over. <laughs> the slogan will be it was Lowe's fault for the next decade. 
Well, you know, and, and at the end of the day, you know, you, you, you like um, we've had chats about this, you know, hedging against inflation. What sort of what sort of investment can you be in with, you know, when inflation gives it a lift? You know, I, I did a bit of a analysis on real estate, you know, three and a half percent on average for the last 30 years inflation, you know, uh, you know, real estate got to carry, you know, like like property got to carry a three and a half percent kind of carry every every year. Um, and anything above that was kind of, you know, maybe it did itself, right? So it's an interesting one where, you know, as investors, you know, and business owners are like, okay, well, this thing, we can't control inflation, but what can we do with our money? Where can we put our things, the decisions we can make? You know, um, all in all, the disasters, like, you know, yeah, you, you were talking about those stuff, uh, you know, we were talking about those results today with real estate. The reason those results happened is because of on the other side of the coin, problems and disasters with mostly government mismanagement, right? Um, And, uh, you know, right now, unless the state governments do some intervention with rent controls, uh, rents will continue to to go up pretty significantly over the next three to five years. Um, And, uh, you know, it will be almost like – the final nail in the coffin. Oh, got children calling me. Um, the final nail in the coffin if they did something like that because that would absolutely polax um, supply chains. Supply chains across the country are down, like in some instances, 80 85% in this country. And we've now received almost a, like a million m- people migrating into the country in the last 18 months, right, um, like physical bodies. And where where so many thousands, almost hundreds of thousands of dollars, hundreds of thousands properties short on on our world, um, and you know that's just you know that's not talking about business owners either, Andy. You, you and I have talked about this, so you know what what else have you got um, for everyone today, mate, uh, out there in the world of investing or business? What's uh, what else is in the news? Well, mate, this was the only thing that was either interesting or surprising. Uh, it was. It was- <laughs> Serious question: How often do you wash your jeans? I found it fascinating. Uh, some people <laughs> pop their jeans in the freezer to kill germs, while others wash their beloved denim. So, what are the rules, Jace? I don't know about you, mate. I, I I don't actually know what happens to my jeans after they hit the floor. They miraculously end back up there, but I've never heard of anybody uh, actually freezing their jeans. I thought uh, maybe that might be a Queensland thing. Is it? Is that something you do, Jace? Or well, no, mate. I've got a very magical uh, elf in my house uh, who does who does our laundry, thankfully. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't have to <laughs> freeze my jeans. Um, <laughs> so, mate, that, that's what I got after reading the politician stuff. I found that far more interesting uh, and actually more accurate. Uh, <laughs> but uh, th- this is an interesting one, and we were talking about this a little while back uh, as AI started frozen balls might be a good feel. <laughs> oh, Julie. Oh, God, love you. Um, uh, so... This this is a this is a really interesting one, right? Because uh, you know AI is such a big theme at the moment. Yeah. Uh, Chat GPT, um, it kind of got hot and it disappeared a little bit, but it's it's a big theme. It's like social media, you know, ten years ago. Uh, yeah. AI yeah. is is the new talking point, not going away. Um, there's lots of different headlines in in and around it, but um, the investing side is what I'm most interested in. And so this is where those super giants uh, start to become a lot more attractive again. 
So, you know, the growth story behind Microsoft, Microsoft by proxy own a fairly significant part of chat GPT, which is private, but it's, it owns a big well, they swag went in, of it. They went in pretty hard, didn't they? What was it? Chat GPT, the fastest trillion dollar business. Like what, what was the time frame? Anyway, I'm, I'm distracting you. <laughs> I, I, I almost, um, yeah, al- almost sort of irrelevant because I mean, it's, it's all based on growth, right? So the number yeah. is is just fictitious. Uh, it's based on what it could be being a growth stock. Uh, but this is, you know, this is an interesting headline because investors with more than a trillion dollars in assets are, uh, um, sorry, investors with more than one trillion of assets to invest are reluctantly buying into markets as they rally in, te- uh, in favour of tech stocks gathering momentum. And so basically these are trillion-dollar hedge funds saying you can't be out of the market on AI. Yeah, uh, because if you miss it, and this is the thing, if you do miss it, this is going to be, you know, these will be the, the oh, geez, I wish I bought Apple at, you know, at five cents. This is going to be, geez, I wish I bought Microsoft at $1,000. Do you know what I mean? So this, yeah, yeah. this is the beginning of, of a new race in technology. And I think it's one that as investors, we absolutely have to be watching. Yeah. Yeah. We absolutely yeah. have to be watching because then when we go to the opposite side of this, we then see articles like this, um, which is interesting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right, then. Let's invest uh, in something and wipe us out. <laughs> well, so so this is perfect, right? Invest yeah. in AI because it's either going to be incredible and amazing or yeah. it'll kill us. And yeah. if it kills us, it doesn't actually matter. It's going to wipe us off the face of, uh, of that, humanity. What will we um, care? What will we care, Fenton? We won't be here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it, but look, I, I say that tongue in cheek, but it's yeah. a very, very real theme, right? Yep. Because yep. these are now, we've already talked about the mega giant companies. These will be the whatever is mega giant or above, above that, the Superman stocks or the Superperson stocks, whatever you want to call them. Um, because the, the people who manage to get this right are going to um, really be able to write a free ticket and and they they will dominate market space. So really interesting space to be in. It's one of those things where you almost go, you, you could almost say, look, put a five percent of the portfolio right across the board and and um, and sort of hedge your bets. Not that I'm giving advice here, but this is the kind of thing that I'd urge people to be thinking about with their advisors and investment advisors because it's um it's not going away. And if it doesn't kill us. Uh, it's going to be a pretty strong theme in the future and whoever gets it right, and of which, let's face it, Jace, multiple people might get it right uh, Well, it, in it, different it, forms. It, it's, it's very likely. And let's, let's talk about it, you know, from a comparison to cryptocurrency, you know, Bitcoin, you know, um, those conversations from, you know, two, three, five years ago. You know, if, if you purchased at a period of time, you're still up. You know, it like uh, significantly. You know, in in those marketplaces, you know, there's still lots of legislation in and around those things. But AI, well, you know, again, one of those things taken off like a you know like a firecracker. Lots of stuff to work out. However, you know, if you're in that world, can you imagine the uh, the lawsuit like the equivalent to the Mark Zuckerberg in front of Congress? And it'll be like, uh, hang on, just before I before I respond to this. Chat GPT, what would you say? <laughs> Can you imagine it? It'd be like, mate, you guys couldn't even take down Kerry Packer. You are you are monumentally screwed against Chat GPT. Like seriously, right? No. It, it, it's uh, it's well, it's it's 
and this is, you know, it, it, it even goes to the, the foundations of conversations where, you know, uh, politics and, and politicians and governments, uh, you know, unfortunately, that they've been so cumbersome in their growth and their, uh, their own innovation uh, that businesses and, you know, marketplaces have left them behind. And um, it's some interesting, you know, if we look out into the future, Andy, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, you know, there's a lot, uh, a lot of foundational things that might change, you know, some of the, you know, conversations I was talking with, you know, my crew the other day, you know, we've got this baby boomer transformation over the next 10 years, 4 million Aussies going to retire, the largest wealth transfer ever in Australia's history, like to the tune of $3.5 trillion, right, uh, for over the next 30 years, transferring from one generation to the next. You know, that's that's 250 $250 billion a year in wealth transferring. Over, over the next 30 years and, you know, you know, arguably I, I, I've seen it in real estate already where property prices for the good quality things are going crazy. But, yeah, interesting times in that space when it comes to that, you know, that world. But it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's so much that's going to happen. The, the reality is nothing's going to stop it. Uh, and it's a matter of how do we best utilise it, how do they best utilise it. Governments will try and regulate it. They won't succeed. Um, they can't. It's too big. Uh, they, they haven't been able to properly regulate social media, and this thing is is likely going to become as big and as fast and um, uh, and more powerful potentially than than the social media side. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's a matter of it's always been man with machine, uh, and to, unless you read the Fin Review, which says man without machine machine because machine killed man um in two years but uh but look it's it's another theme it's a big theme uh, and uh and i think in the investing world we need to be looking at uh it and who's actually in control of it and and um because again it's going to make uh, significant inroads in the finance industry uh we've already seen you know apple pay um coming in apple bank um, you know, the, these companies will be using this already in the background, all of these AI, artificial, artificial intelligence, not chat GPT, but variations of this kind of technology within the systems in order to be able to provide better services to you as consumers. So, uh, well, you know, things at, to come. yeah, at the end of the day, you know, there's lots of stuff going on there and, you know, you've got to be on, you've got to be aware of it really at the end of the day. You know, it's always interesting when people sort of say, well, what if it all goes wrong? Well, you know what? If it all goes wrong, we're all in the same boat. So who cares? But what if it doesn't, folks? What if you what if you hit in the corner for the next twenty years worrying about Chat GPT? What what if you hit in the corner worrying about you know you know uh, you know two thousand when the clock was going to fail on the on the computer? What if you hit in the corner when you know the world's banking crisis in two thousand and ten was going to collapse the you know the world as we knew it? You know, blah 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 blah. What if? What if? What if? You know, maybe one of those will come true one day. Who knows? But, you know, right now the evidence says that they don't uh, and uh, we as humans people pretty uh, pretty resilient when it comes to this stuff. So, you know, you and I, Andy, heard a very learned speaker on this AI chat GPT stuff and he, he, he's, he he's a pretty significant, pretty significant um, scientist basically saying, you know, 
this stuff's a long way from, you know, Terminator, if ever it could be there. So, you know, uh, let's let's be real. But uh, But from an investor's point of view, what we're saying is, if you want to get on a bandwagon that people get behind, this is one of the new ones, right? You know, and you know, even if it's a thousand bucks, five thousand bucks, ten thousand bucks, even if it's a small amount of your investment, you know, you maybe you want to be part of it. Um, something maybe you entertain is really yeah. the, the takeaway, Andy. And yeah, and it's um it's research it and don't listen to mainstream media because you're just going to get all of the potential disaster stories behind it. Really what you need to be looking for is a fact. So, you know, find resources of people who are talking about utilising this product uh, pr- productively in society, um, within businesses. You're going to have to do your own research because right now, um, unfortunately, since we started this, the media has only gotten worse and worse wow, and worse. Wow, mate, I remember reading an article saying, you know, we had all these machines coming and, and within 10 years, you know, humans would um, would, 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 would have nothing to do and, and um, the world would be full of people with no jobs. <laughs> I remember that. that was about 70 years ago when, you know, you know, factory, you know, well, it's interesting. Robotics hit factories. Yeah. 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 I remember when they, when they start, first started doing it, you know, replacing people. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, of course it's man watching machine do its thing. And uh, yeah, like the, there's a long way to go with it, but the, the key thing is, is do your research, be aware of it. And it's definitely one to be, to be looking at from my books because I have, have a look. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, let's talk about the number one menace. We haven't got there yet, and uh, we're we're only halfway through the show. Not even not even fully. Anyway, there's lots to talk about, folks. Um, let's uh, let's come up after this. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what is going on out there. Well, let's oh. have a look at this. Have a look at have a look at the surprise on his face. You know, hey, hey, we've got a budget surplus. Oh, we didn't know about that. Uh, well, you know, good, good on you, mate. Uh, Eighty billion dollar turnaround from um, you know twelve months ago. Well, it's interesting. You know, the uh, wow, well, it's interesting. Anyway, it's terrifying. It's you know, it's a word that we use way too many times. You know, but uh, reality is, where did all that money come from, Fenton? Where did it all come from? It didn't come from the government. You know. Here's where the hardworking people came from. Came from you and me and uh, every small to medium business. 60%, 60% of that $325 billion Billion came from people like like you and me and many of the people who are watching, like Julie and, uh, you know, small business. 60% of that number, that that came from us, you know, us employing people and paying their wages and their taxes. Um, and you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, have a look at the surprise on this bloke's face. He's like, fuck, guess what, folks? Guess what? We we thought we were fucked, but we actually got 80 million. We we got a surplus. Like, how can you imagine, imagine running a business that way? Imagine running a home budget that way, Fenton. You're like, oh yeah. Imagine running a property investment that way, folks. You're like, I bought it. I've got no idea what's going to happen. But you know what? We'll hang on and we'll see what happens. <laughs> He's like, hey, check us out. Look at me. 80 billion. More than I expected. You know, like, yeah, come on now. You know. <laughs> it's, uh, it's amazing, isn't it? And, and you heard about uh, Andrews's surplus, didn't you? Well, uh, yeah, that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, 
Got that? Check, 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 check that out. Right, look at this. Like you know, that, that's how to manage a, a state. You know, <clears throat> you know, you're at about thirty, forty billion for a while, and then all of a sudden you went from thirty billion to what? A uh, hundred and twenty billion. Oh, like, it looks like that's. Oh, that's yeah, it's that, so that, that, that's where it is there, right? So. This is kind of forecasts, you know, budget estimates and then budget estimates again. So he's tearing uh, down a $100 billion increase in yeah. three years. Mate, that, that, that's the number. This, this is it here. This is the, the – he was about it at $30 billion and, you know, I should I'd rub that out so you can see it. But this is it. You know, 2019 right there was about, you know, let's call it, let's call it $30 billion. And right now, that's 130 billion, a hundred billion dollar, hundred b billion dollar uh, debt negative. And this this is what people should be understanding when it comes to politics. I mean, this should be on the front page of every newspaper. You know, not not any of the other garbage that they they talk about. But the, um, how did our how did, how how have your lives improved? Based Mate. on the hundred billion dollars that was spent by the Victorian uh, government, what did they do? They locked you down. They locked you down for the longest lockdown in on the planet. For what? Like what? What achievement to to put the the whole the whole population into a hundred billion dollars worth of debt? You and I, you and I uh, listened to a pretty good podcast recently. Oh, we're into it anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Alison, you, 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 you're right. That can't be right. Someone just smeared some peanut butter on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon that's what they've done in the in that. Alison, they've, they've taken it and they've gone. Hang on, that, it's like the old monkey. That can't be right. No, no, that it's actually down. Our debt's down. Our debt's down. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you know, <clears throat> it's uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, this, that's the thing. You know, they love him. They voted for him. Well, it's it's a bloody funny thing, isn't it? But you know, but what's what's the point of this? At the end of the day, you know, you got to watch the politicians. Uh, I had something else here. Um, you know, here's the drill, Fenton. You know, we've got uh, them having a crack at uh, bringing in super caps. You know, when it comes to how much you've got in your super. You know, you and I have said this to many people. Uh, we dare you to get three million in your super. Get on with it. Get on with it then. But for those who do. Um, well, you know, there's some things going on. You know, one of, Australia is one of the wealthiest places when it comes to super contributions and those things. Um, but check it out. A review by Super Funds have found it's been charging members with multiple accounts and duplicate fees. Sorry. Sorry we overcharged you $70 million in fees. Sorry. Sorry. Just, you know. Crikey. We should have a, um, what do they call it, a, a, a royal inquiry into uh into uh, industry super funds. Yeah, it's mad. But, you know, that's what's going on in my neck of the woods. Fenton, what do you got over over your neck of the woods? Victoria's got some debt like it wouldn't believe. But uh, well, We actually slipped back from AAA-rated uh, state government bonds to AA-rated. Uh, to, uh, to, uh, oh, so we actually, we, we actually dropped a... Um, uh, we actually dropped a rating because of how much money was spent in Australia. It's crazy, absolutely crazy. Madness. 
Uh, mate, I, so the, the rest of the stuff I had was mostly in and around inflation. It was really just some data um, <coughs> and uh, pulled straight from the Australian Bureau of Statistics uh, and the Reserve Bank website just, just to kind of put some more heat behind. Like, uh, It's not Lowe's fault where he is, um, but let's have a look at the, the real data. Um, Australian rent, rent, rents are on the rise. Why are rents on the rise? Because, um, because the cost for, and it's not interest rates, the cost of ownership of property is going up. Now, now let's separate that a little bit from just interest rates. When you raise land taxes in uh, Victoria, thank you, Dan Andrews, um, when you start to create higher levels of um, uh, of duties right, in, in other states, then that passes on a cost increase to the per- people who own the properties. That cost increase then goes on to the end consumer. right? Um, when you hire people from outside of Australia to, to build in Australia, uh, my prediction is in, in five years' time, all of those systems will be completely fucked, but the hedge funds will have done very, very well and built a lot of really good real estate. <laughs> well, they're not going to lose of- any money, are they, Fenton? They'll, they'll, probably, they'll probably have a bet on themselves actually winning and losing, so they'll have a side bet on uh, <laughs> on their own share price going up or down. The moment, yeah. the moment they feel like they're losing, yeah, they'll be shorting themselves like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um so what is one of the, the big topics in the news at the moment is, uh, is price increases uh, that relate to energy prices. Yeah. Well, here's what happens when you start shutting down fucking coal mines, uh, uh, shutting down coal gas stations, when you start leaping to green without really thinking about, like, what are the long-term ramifications of this? Like, yes, we all want to go green. But I'm not having a pop at that. But let's do it in such a way that it is sustainable and, and let's value the word sustainable, right, rather than let's just start, you know, making massive popular decisions which end up when things go a little bit wrong, putting massive price increase pressures uh, back into the system. You know, your, your wonderful state there, Jace, you're going to benefit hugely from this with the, with the coal going back onto uh, mainstream and turning on the, the, the coal again and then, you know, putting putting price increases to the rest of Australia in order to be able to get a little bit of Queensland coal energy, um, mate, that's going to send electricity prices through the roof. So mate, a bit of pain to come when it comes to, to uh, electricity. Totally government regulated, one of the highest regulated industries in Australia. Uh, it's ludicrous, yeah. <clears throat> um, one of the other uh, heavily uh, taxed industries in Australia is, is petrol. Uh, they... They released the uh, the pet. Well, here's one thing: like if they really wanted to help consumers a little bit without putting too much more money back in their pocket, uh, maybe they could have left. Remember, they had the the, the fuel subsidy for a little while yep. because prices were, were getting a little bit out of control. Maybe they could have left a little bit more of that in play in order to help us manage uh, what is actually what is absurdly high. And again, very, very political when it comes to oil, um, very, very politically motivated, um, very important to the, to the economy. And here's the thing, mate, I don't know about where you live, but if, if you live where I live, you pay a luxury car tax on a green energy car. So figure, riddle me that, Batman, like, Jesus, you call yourself green, you're not, you're not green, you couldn't be less, you couldn't be more brown coal, um, you know, if you smeared your face with mud but this is this is what we're staring down at the moment that's not going away uh anytime soon either so again um inflationary pressures this is one that i found really interesting 
um, especially with you know having a, a son which you know um, is spends like one day out of fifty in daycare. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> you, you Welcome were, to the world of parenthood, Fenton. <laughs> well, mate, they, they got they got into they got into our industry for charging dead people, right? And fair <laughs> enough, right? And they they say fee, fee for no service. I'm like Jesus. I, I'm, I've literally paid now what f- five weeks uh, for, for 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 nothing. I've paid five weeks for a slot. That's what I've paid for five weeks for the opportunity to use a service. It's crazy. <laughs> well, um, mate, in education, I remember um, having to put the moment we were pregnant, we had to put five and ten thousand dollar deposits down when we used to live in Sydney to try and get kids into schools. Well, maybe I should have um, rethought that one, but you know, at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's ludicrous. <laughs> so. And, and I say that now, welcome to parenthood. Thank you. Appreciate all of your uh, appreciate all of the sympathy from all of you. Uh, hope you have a wonderful weekend, everyone. Um, and, but uh, so this is interesting because this is very inflationary, actually. Because they, they've 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 and this part I don't understand as well, Jace. Like this this so uh, most of the so let me explain it. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, so this chart is uh, inflation across different sectors in education, right? Preschool, primary education, including uh, daycare. Um, then we've got tertiary education in, in, in orange. We've got secondary in dark blue. Um, education group is a whole in, in, in the red. So looking at the inflation, six kids. <laughs> is that what you just put on six kids? I just had a, I think I think just had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't forget doggy day yeah um so obviously education again heavily regulated but um yeah, there's there's some inflationary pressures around there tough industry uh, but what i don't understand and again this is kind of this uh this popularity politics if you will uh daycare has come down there's larger amounts of subsidies in there now what I don't get about this part and I, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have subsidies in here I probably am but um, I'm not directly going to say it because I want to be liked. Um, <laughs> so I'm taking the politician's view on it. <laughs> but they're making something cheaper that's damn near almost impossible to get into. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually going against the law of economics. It's, well, uh, so what are you saying? It's fool's gold, like it's as, as in, yeah. Totally. So thanks, but I can't even get in, so... You know, you're saying, "Oh, we've made it cheaper," but it's not because yeah. I can't even get in, so it's so it's not a saving. Right? It, well, a, a little yeah. bit of that, but also what they're doing is they're perpetuating a later problem. Right now, in 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 our world, Jace, it's it's like, well, we couldn't mate, service I, our clients for the next twenty years, right? And mate, so, what do you do? I, I'm with Sonia, mate. Welcome to Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what it's about, people. It's not about that. All right. This is not For a God's new sake. It's, a, it's about the economics. You... <laughs> this is not new. This has been around for twenty years. Come yeah. on, now listen, listen, people. This is this is about the economics. They're subsidising probably the the area that needs the least amount of subsidy. But really, what they should be doing, if they want to be doing something, is stimulating the ability to create more centres. Right, because that will naturally push prices down. If you create more centres, provide subsidies to the places so that they can you can have more of them, 
right? It's a harder policy. It's a longer-term policy, but it's a policy that would work. You expand the sector, you stop the de- you 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 stop such heavy demand, and you spread that out. It has a naturally deflationary effect. Well, well, well like listen, like I've been here, Fenton, as well, and um... <laughs> that's a bit sexist, Sonia. Hang on. Well, it- listen, I'm with I'm with Sonia. I'm with Sonia because here's here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. Grandparents are you know. Uh, the best kept secret in this place, right? So imagine, imagine you get a tax deduction for uh, having your parents look after your children rather than putting them to, into daycare centres, right? So you know, in, in imagine, imagine that. Imagine you know, untapped resource. Exactly, Sonia. I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. I I actually did this for for quite a while. Uh, I I've actually got a business uh, a business um, uh, a business plan written on this one. But, you know, because I spent so much time in, in Singapore and Asia many years ago, you know, in Singapore, Andy, and I don't know if it's the case right now, but, but you know, 30 years ago, if, you're, uh, if your parents lived with you in Singapore and they were not working, you actually claimed them as a tax deduction um, in Singapore if you were a working adult, right? So, um, you know, in so it was a, actually a what tax deduction. That's tax an incentive to keep them alive, really. Then, well, isn't it? you know, it's not bad. You know, at the end, instead of wishing they'd pop off and leave you uh, leave you their house, um, you know, maybe you want them to stay around because <laughs> you got a tax deduction. But you know, uh, all jokes aside, untapped resource or re- resource, yeah, um, for sure, Sonia. Yeah, I- I'm with Sonia. Like, I think there's some. Better ways to do it. You're saying the same thing, Andy. Like yep. basically, at the end of the day, there's better ways to do this. You know, you know what are we doing? You know, <laughs> it's it's popu- it's popularity politics. It's literally going well. We've thrown money at this. Yep. And and now we've we've created a short term benefit for people, which is a, a limited benefit because those of you who are trying to get into daycare and things like that, you know, it's very very difficult. So a short term benefit that many people can't even receive. Um, but long-term pain, right? Because then all of a sudden, that's going to skyrocket. That's going to well, go back up. And with inflation, so but understand this multiple, and this is my final point, and stop bloody taking the piss out of me for being a first-time parent. <laughs> uh, I like, I, uh, we're, so, we're all sitting here going, all right, Fenton, keep going, mate. You'll be right. Well, yeah, <laughs> you, 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 you can all go to hell, all right? I don't care if the viewing drops. You can all, I, I, hope, I hope it rains on the weekend. Um but uh, <laughs> so, what's inflation at the moment, Jace? What what is it this year? Six uh, percent, six or something. Is that right? Six to seven percent. Yeah, right. That's inflation this year. Right now, you've seen the natural course of inflation since March eighteen, right, to yeah. where we are here. Or look at the <laughs> average. Right, so we're sitting at around about you know six percent now. The, the light blue line was well on track with everybody else through that period of time, right? Obviously, we had the, the COVID period in 21 that there was some significant effects on. But what is going to happen to daycare in two cycles, right? Assuming that they then repeal this subsidy, what's going to happen to the cost in the blue bar? Well, you know, After they call- two more years of 6 and 7%. All right. Uh, there's a term for it, folks. I was about to to let go. You asking me or you asking everyone in the chuck it in the chat? I'm asking everyone. (laughs) All right, I'll put a clock on. No, I don't have a clock. 
Um, well, it's called mean reversion, Andy. It just, it just, it goes back and it overshoots what it should have been. Like, like you know, it, it, it'll, it'll pop back to being more expensive than it was. Yep, and away you go. Yep. Right. So, so <laughs> if, it, if it should have been tracking along this line and then it gets discounted to here, right, for a few years, then imagine the pain when it kicks back up to here. Yeah, in three cliff. years' time, because it's cliff the opposite way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's a yep. reverse cliff, and well, and <laughs> mum will need to stay at home. Childcare will be too expensive, a hundred percent. And then what happens to the childcare industry, mate? It becomes a problem. And then obviously, you know, we've got some amazing, you know, uh, mums who are absolute um, amazing uh, humans in the workforce as well. You know, and you know. If if what happens is that becomes more expensive and they leave the workforce, we've got more problems because then we've got you know less people in the workforce, less taxes, less less jobs. Oh, it, it it's a disaster. Anyway, Penton, welcome this, to Parenthood. That, this <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna call, coin a new phrase here. Excuse me if I can get my lungs back. Coin a new phrase, which is first thought politics. Yeah, uh, and we got we've really got to hold our local member, and we know about members, <laughs> uh, to account. Don't hold them too tightly. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, Fenton, easy on the wine. All right. <laughs> we, we do because uh, what we should be asking, because sometimes, Jace, when this benefits you, and let's let's face it, it benefits me right now. That, that, that policy benefits me. But I look at it and I go, what's the the second and third and fourth flow on effect well this first thought politic and, well here's, and- here's what's going to happen mate and you and i have talked about this ad nauseum right so but you know what, what uh, else is significant with 1979 jace just uh, a little bit of a pop quiz anybody know what amazing thing happened uh in 1979 1979 gee i was only six years old so like you know I, i'm not quite sure i, I paid any attention 1979, um, you know. A, it was an amazing year. Was it? Was It, it was an amazing year. Um, you know. Um, <laughs> well. Um, Somebody very special was born that year. Uh, was that you, Fenton? <laughs> Bingo. Bingo. Hey. Yeah. I, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's in Wikipedia uh, as well. <laughs> you can search it online, folks. Uh, it'll take you a fair bit to find, but Andy Fenton was born in 1979. There you go. Boom, boom. Listen, here's the downside. Here's the challenge. Um, <laughs> uh, here's the challenge, folks. On the opposite side of this, Andy, when we make having babies, uh, you know, replicating, replicating uh, taxpayers, and, and let's just I'll break it down replicating into taxpayers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll break it down into very uh, maybe unpopular terms. Right? Wow. If you don't have enough babies to replace you and your partner, right? Uh, our population is decreasing. What is happening? What happens, folks? I mean, economically, we're, we're you know this is about this is a show about economics and money and investing and future. Like you, you got a problem on your hands. You got a problem on your hands, right? Economically. Um, you know, um, we have a challenge when having a a child or two or three becomes economically a problem. Couples don't 
have multiple children. They don't even replace themselves in society, you know, let alone grow the population of that country or that location or that, uh, and I'll just be very rudimentary here, that taxpayer base, right? You know, if there's two of you and you only have one baby, you know, Andy, you, you guys are an example. You have one baby. Well, we've now we lose two, you know, when you're old and decrepit and we only replaced with one. What happens to our economy is that our aging population, our our people who contribute to the society are reduced significantly. And Andy, um, you asked the question, you know, what's the problem with this? Well, the problem with this is happening everywhere. Now, uh, in Australia, it's because, you know, having children is expensive. <clears throat> I, I, heard, I saw this. Folks, in the chat, tell me how much on average to have a child, what's the cost if you don't have insurance in America? If you don't have insurance, what's the physical dollar cost to have a baby? Uh, in a hospital in America. Tell, tell me, dollars. Does it have to be a dollar cost? I was about to say a kidney. On the oh, mate, market. well, uh, you, you, might not have to sell, you might have to sell two to pay for it. Wow. Tell me in Jesus the chat, what, what do you think it costs in America? It, it is ludicrous, Lude, like insane, insane. <laughs> Woo, 250 Was that for the first year instalment? Uh, I saw this the other day, Jenna. Um, Sixty-five. Yeah, Julie's on it. Sixty-five thousand dollars. Now Jenna's like, it's a lot of money. Well, it can be insane. Uh, kidneys are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone realizes you can live with one kidney, you know. So uh, it's 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 insane. But where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? The point is, folks. The point is that um, populations and and replication. Uh, is an interesting conversation because if we look at the world population right now, you know, we've got some trajectories of decline in actual world population, Andy. Number one thing, you know, Elon Musk was asked a question not so long ago, what's the biggest risk to, you know, the world right now? And he said uh, depopulation, depopulation. The average birth rate is falling, all right? the average birth rate is falling and it's falling across many places in the world going down the future of population. And, and that, you know, at the end of the day, that might be an okay thing, Andy, that might be a perfectly okay thing. We don't end up with, you know, 25 billion people on the planet. It's just eight. But well, what's the question? I'm going to ask you a question, Andy and everyone. If we have less people, and or and or older the population on average across the world um the the <laughs> 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 lucky lucky we have uh, lucky we've got uh, the chemical romance um <laughs> like well, actually, you might be right, Alison. Alison's probably not, got a pretty good argument here. Maybe robots will, will do all the stuff. <laughs> but um, all right, so tell me. Um, I can't even remember my bloody question now. Right, what was the question? If, <clears throat> if people get older uh, in the population, what, what, what do governments have to do? Folks, what, what, do governments, what do governments do when 
when the average age is older, and I'm going to give this away, the the ratio of retiree to working age individual, boom, Tim's all over it. Tim got it before I even gave it away. Means higher taxes, folks. Oh shit! I, I was thinking that they'd just execute them. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andy, at the end of the day, the infrastructure, right, costs money, right, and and let's just do the math on this, folks. If you've got a budget and you're going, all right, my money, it, let's call it, I don't know, let's call it a hundred a hundred billion dollars a year, and how do I make that as a government? That means I've got 26 million people paying me X dollars of tax, but now that 26 million people is only 10 million people, but I've still got the same infrastructure cost, Andy. Like what? what's – like the, the, 10 million, the, the 10 million people have got to pay the, the tax. Um, I mean, it's not, it's not a stretch, this stuff, all right? So the point is, folks, the point is this. Here's my outcome. Here's my point. Australia, even though this is this is unpopular conversations, this is unpopular politically, but um, I believe it's popular economically, personally. But uh, you know, I've had a few heated debates with people on this. Uh, I, I think Australia should take advantage of how uh, amazing and awesome we are to be, to live in our country. Like every day of the week, every day of the week, we should um, say, yep, you can come into Australia, but you've got to bring two million bucks and you've got to buy some real estate and you've got to invest in business. You've got to bring resources and you've got to, you've got, you've got to bring, you've got to come and bring some stuff. That, that's my very self-centered version of the world, right? Um, but, you know, if you think about, I just drop the family off with no presents for the birthday boy. Make no. sure, <laughs> make sure that you come bearing yeah. gifts, yeah, and uh, and buy lots of things. Away we go. But let me let, let let me explain. You know, the trends. The last ten to twenty years, we've benefited from our relationship with China, right? We have, and uh, significantly. By the way, if you want to add that up, you know, China, like you know, like don't get down on China. They have. They've given us, as a, a, in Australia, a significant quality of life that we couldn't even possibly imagine oh, if we weren't their trading awesome. partner. Insane, insane. Yeah. So, I, I I don't understand why it's so dumb to 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 antagonise them. But anyway, but the upside is this, Andy. The last sort of thirty to forty years, fifty years, China's been number one. Now India is our number one partner. And now, and now, under one, uh, our number one opportunity for economics. And check this out, right? So, um, interestingly, right now, um, Indian uh, migrants are coming into Australia pretty significantly, and this is where we've got some opportunity, right? One hundred twenty-eight thousand students um, in the last twelve months been pretty pretty significant. Uh, I saw a stat the other day that um, every, what is it, every year there's a million millionaires created in India every year, a million millionaires. And I think it might have even been more. What's the point? What's the point, Andy? Here's the point. Here's the stats, folks. 
Australia is the number one fastest growing population as a percentage of the world right now. And it's no, it is no joke that New Zealand and Canada are number two and three. We are the three most interesting places, most desirable places to live in on the planet. We should take advantage of that, right? Check out this, Andy. We've talked about Japan in the past. You know, Japan's fucked, folks. Like, there's no rescuing Japan unless they open up their borders. They're fucked. Excuse the thought you were about to say something else then. (laughs) (laughs) Open up something else. No. All right. But here's the drill. Uh, And in Australia, I mean, a long way to say who's winning in Australia, Queensland, Western Australia, South Australia at the moment. Now, it's not a big deal that, you know, 15,000 and 37,000 out of 4 million people in New South Wales and Victoria. That's not a big deal. That's not a big deal. But what is a big deal is, you know, 46,000 people, 89,000 people have moved into, directly moved into Queensland in the last um, 12 months. Uh, no, um, uh, over, yep, yeah, for the year ending September uh, 22, right? So if I was a property investing type of person, I'd be saying, hey, listen. Where the bloody hell are you? Where the bloody hell are you, folks? <laughs> uh, there you go. Well, that's it. I'm done, Venton. I'm done. Anyway, I think that was a long rant. Um, uh, well, get around. It's an interesting one because there's a difference between the Australia growth story from India as opposed to the Australia growth story from China. Whack it in the chat if you know what it is because um, – it's a major difference. It's not really subtle. It's actually it's quite significant. <clears throat> and the uh, the the Indian growth story is going to take a lot more effort than what the China growth story did. Has anybody got that as to what the key difference <laughs> is between the two? You're really interested. Do you know, mate? What the key so, difference? So, so ask me the the question again, like. Like so, so say say the question. So Australia benefits from uh, China will benefit from India. Yep, and a, Australia did benefit significantly from China. China. Yeah. How will it benefit differently? Because it's a very different benefit that we're going to get from India as opposed yeah. to China. Yeah. So my so my initial conversation without too much deep thought is number one, China bought resources from us, helped us fuel the mining boom. Uh, India is a, a in, an immigration partner. They, they'll send people to us. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's going to take. Like, so China's story was easy: dig yep. it up, ship it out. So fast, instantaneous effect right across Australia, Populate. mostly dug out from Brad Yep, yep, Brad. Good work, Brad. So with 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 population growth, there's. You need good economic policy in order to be able to fully take advantage of good population growth. And poor economic policy, um, oh, it, it can create a lot of mayhem. And so this is where it's really going to be interesting, uh, Jason. I think that the next 20 years, it's, it'll be interesting to see how long Australia actually deals with these Muppets and the, the poor leadership that we have in Australia. 
Um, uh, mate, we, 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 we need some fucking strong leadership. Like, seriously. Like, it's that annoying that, that both you and I are entertaining going into politics and that's fucking lunacy. <laughs> uh, it's, it's crazy. Why would we want to destroy our lives? But Why would we want to do that? Fuck it, hell. It, you know? it, it feels uh, like it's almost conscription. You know, you have to do it in order to save, save where we're going. But yeah. you know, it, even in, like, we had one of the best medical systems in the world. We still do. We still do. I, I'm not going to say that we don't. We're going through there over the, the past week or so. One of the things that I noticed, because I've spent a lot of time in hospitals personally for different injuries and things over time and, um, you know, family matters and stuff like that. And what I've noticed is a, is a, is a gradual change in, uh, in the hospitals. And, yes, they're understaffed, they're under-resourced, all of those things. But there's also this what seems to be creeping in in this kind of buck-passing um, lack of accountability in some measures, which I've never seen in hospitals before. And in, in my world and in your world, we always know that um, the people who operate within the business and, and, and medicine is a business, um, their, their culture is derived by the, the culture at the top and the culture is set up at the very top. Right? And the top at the moment is being set by a very unusual crowd, I think, uh, that potentially needs a bit of an upgrade because what that does is it flows down, that culture flows down through the industries that it has the greatest impact on. And so let's have a look at what they are, their health, their energy. Um, they are, well, obviously, the, the system itself. It's, it's in uh, state government which controls uh, land release, so on and so forth. So this idea that, this leadership is just a surface level political issue. It's not. It's actually downflowing uh, into all areas, and you're probably seeing it in your worlds at the moment in various different uh, areas as well. And this is something that I think really one of the keys of this show is to try and highlight what's really going on out there and bring some attention and accountability to the people who are making the decisions so that we can have a better life for us and our kids you know, in 20 and 30 and 40 years' time because immigration can be a very, very strong ally, but it can also be very, very challenging if you don't have the right people and infrastructure behind it. Yeah, dead right, mate. You know, it's the, it's the investment now that will pay dividends for later, you know. Um, I think <clears throat> and what might be good is actually we'll post that, um, that uh, podcast from uh, uh, who was it the other day? I'm having a mental blank now. It was uh, Costello and... Oh, yes, um, and Anderson. Yeah, I'll Anderson, find it yeah, right now yeah. and I'll put it yep. into the, the chats. Let's put it into the chat. It's like, you know, you know, low debt is a youth policy, right? So, you know, like our job's not to leave our, our bloody children with, you know, massive amounts of debt. So, you know, there you go. Anyway, folks, uh, as we said at the start, there's plenty going on, I tell you. Um, yep, and uh, we... Uh, we certainly haven't been uh, as regular as we'd like to be over the last few months, but uh, we're going to get back on the wagon um, and uh, because we've, you know, actually we're going to fall off the wagon and get back on the wine. <laughs> uh, no, no offence intended, um, you know, but uh, the idea, folks, is, you know, let's support each other in this thing. You know, we've probably got uh, uh, another six, 12 months of, bit of roughness out there in the marketplace um, for business owners, property investors and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we want to make sure we uh, maybe 
debrief the week, but also uh, see what's going on as we go. Uh, you know, there you go. So Andy's put the little chat in the box. If you're into it, watch, watch. <laughs> if you're into it, check out this, uh, this, uh, this interview. Um, it is brilliant. I thought it was amazing, but you know, I'm not quite sure. Um, you know, everyone's uh, into politics and ideas like you and I, Andy. But uh, at the end of the day, thanks well, for joining us, folks, for a glass of wine and a bit of a chat. And uh, for night, for t- for night, <laughs> for tonight, it's uh, it's a good night from me. It's a good night from him, folks. That's it. We're done good and dusted for wealth, wine, and wisdom. Cheers, folks. Thanks for joining us. See you next time. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do it. All right, folks. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching another episode of Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn on the notifications so you never miss a thing, folks. We'll look forward to seeing you next time. Debrief the week with Wealth, Wine, and Wisdom. Every Friday at 5 p.m. Victoria and New South Wales time. We know that Queensland... South Australia, WA have different time zones, as does Darwin, but we're sure that you can do the calculations, depending on whether it's daylight savings or not. You can also catch up on all the episodes wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you check out the Positive Mentor podcast from our six-star team at positivementor.com.au.